Welcome to the PCA Alumni Life Talk podcast, where we talk about life while encouraging and equipping you to live out the truth of God's Word. My name is Megan Rogers, and I'm the Director of Alumni Relations at Prestonwood Christian Academy. I'm hosting Life Talk with my friend and colleague at PCA, Dan Panetti. All right, we're well, welcome back to our PCA Alumni Live Talk podcast. This is Megan Rogers, yeah. and I am here, of course, with my co-host, Dan Panetti. I'm here. I'm back. And we are really excited today. Because we're doing something different. We are doing something different. I like it. I do too. Change is good. Yes. And we went out and we surveyed all our alumni. And we said, <laughs> we said, who was your favorite teacher? Yep. And guess what they said? Mr. Lee. Mr. Lee. Yeah. Well, actually, we didn't do that, but we asked Mr. No, we Lee <laughs> if we were to survey our alumni, and he said, yes, I would win. So we said, you know what? Let's do that. Let's yeah. bring Steve Lee in, and let's have a conversation with him for our alumni, and just kind of bring him up to speed so they can know where Steve Lee is today. Yeah, this yeah. is pretty much a testament. If you're around long enough, you're going to win something. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, just, just hang in there. You have to... Yeah. So... Um, Steve Lee, Mr. Lee, is what they would remember. Um, tell me, when well, did actually, you... there's a lot of different things that our students have called you over the years. Yeah? They have, yes, because I remember there, was a, there was a time when you had... <laughs> can, you, can you put this on live? <laughs> I'm just saying, there's a time when you had something about omniscient, right, yeah. in, in your title, right? Yeah, semi-omniscient one. Semi-omniscient one, yes. Yeah. See? Okay. So some of our alumni right. would know him as that. Yeah, they made this take that down. It sounded sacrilegious, so... <laughs> Which is funny because semi-omniscient, it just means we're partially knowing, aren't we all? Aren't we all? Well, all right. So catch us up to speed. Uh, What year did you start at PCA? How long have you been here? Mm -hmm. Um, And just tell us a little bit about your family and catch us up of where you are now. Yeah, the biography stuff. Yeah, so I started the second year that the school existed. So that would be 1998. Yep. And uh, and I've been here the entirety of that time. 24 years. So this is my 24th year teaching at PCA. Uh, I have not taught any other high schools. I mean, I've taught some college adjuncts things but not uh, high school so this has been basically i was 28 years old when i started is that right 20 yeah i was 28 years old i'm now 51 so 24 years later you bleed blue and gold yeah. have you taught <laughs> apologetics i don't know if Bible. i bleed blue and gold but i do pee yellow yeah. okay that works too. that's close we'll take that <laughs> Have you taught apologetics the entire time? Not the entire time. The okay. first couple of years we didn't have apologetics because at the time we only went up to ninth grade. Okay. And so, and I wasn't even in the Bible department. I actually came in and I was the history department. Now, when I say I was the history, I mean, you were it. I was the entire history department. Wow. I taught all the history classes, seventh to ninth grade. And... Uh, basically, wouldn't have department meetings. I would meet with myself. Those were sort of fun. <laughs> the second year, my wife came on staff. She was part of the history department. I was the history department head, but we we all know who ran things. Oh. So, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, and then, as we developed and we added grades, they began to ask, well, what Bible classes should we offer to these new grades? At the time, I was the only one on staff with a seminary degree, so they asked me. And I said, well, you need to teach logic and worldviews. You need to teach uh, uh, theology. You need to teach apologetics and philosophy. And surprised, they said yes. Wow. <laughs> and so once I said yes to those class classes, I said, I would like to teach those classes. So then I started migrating over to the Bible department. And awesome. I was part-time 
history part-time Bible, and then I went full-time Bible. I don't know, maybe my fourth or fifth year here. Yeah. I can't remember. Oh, can't wow. remember that. A lot of people don't know you were the first basketball coach at PCA as well. Yes, I was. I was the first varsity basketball first, coach. First, oh my gosh! Varsity basketball yes, coach. Yes, I had seven players. And uh, that is interesting to have practice that way. And uh, when you can only like play like half, like, yeah. really quarter court yeah. is what you're playing. Yeah. Not half court, quarter court. Yeah. Three and three. we would practice against the girls. And Coach Lichty, Mark Lichty, was the girls' basketball coach. And oddly enough, the girls' team was better than the guys' team. So I'd have to sit down with the girls and say, don't beat them up too badly. You know, I mean, you don't want to demoralize there's, there's, them. There might be some alumni guys out there right yes. now who are like, hey, wait a second. <laughs> yes, so, I believe yes. so. If you want to complain, it's S. Lee at... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I like I haven't heard it before. So I'm also the first uh, uh, varsity golf coach. Okay. Uh, which I all I really did was went to the, the clubhouse and read books. <laughs> That's all I really did. You know, that was I was willing to drive the van. That's about all I really did. I, I was the first basketball coach to receive a technical. Uh, here at PCA as well. Oh, ouch. So, yeah, all I said was that was traveling, and they gave me a technical for And they that. gave you a technical. Didn't cuss or anything. It was very boring. So. <laughs> you've it. done a lot of different so things So you have. You have a, a lot of different job titles, a lot of different yeah. places you've been through the years. Yeah. But most people, most of our alumni probably know you, right, as the apologetics teacher. Yeah. yeah. And they also know you as the one who's taught them, I think it's called the focusing approach. Yes. Which, focusing approach. Which apparently, right, because I've got a couple of alumni, and they have said... Right, that you have the right to ask them to give them the focusing approach anytime you see them anywhere. Anytime, anywhere, am I choosing up to seven years up after to seven they graduate? Years after. Okay. And the reason that oh. is is because of statute of limitations. We are allowed to change their grades up to seven years Love after it. they graduate. But after that, we can't. <laughs> so there's no point in asking them to okay, the focusing so approach. I have totally seen this in action because it was graduation like three years ago, and there were these <laughs> yeah. students sitting at graduation watching their you know brothers and sisters walk across stage, and you were sitting right there, and you turned to them and you said, "You need to write the focusing approach and have it done." Oh. Five minutes, and they were scrambling to do it and oh, trying to do that, it. Yeah. So. What, what we're a couple, we're a week away uh, from homecoming, so if you if you're past that seven year mark, right, and you want to come back for homecoming, right, <laughs> great, you're safe. Me, yeah, you're safe to go up to talk to Mr. Yeah. Lee. If not, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, it's a way to avoid students interacting with you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, some of the weirdest places I've had students write the focusing approach uh, have been the Eiffel Tower, top of the Eiffel Tower. That's yes, uh, strange uh, in L.A. Uh, on Hollywood Boulevard, yeah. uh, New York Times Square, top of the Empire State Building. Uh, I have asked people at weddings, yep. not during the wedding, but at a wedding. <laughs> so uh, uh, it was a homecoming game. Uh, it was actually a homecoming party after the homecoming game. Uh, they were having a party, and I walked in and just threw paper up in the air, and I said, write the focusing approach. You have five minutes. Uh, that was odd. But um, at the malls, you know, I've gone to people's homes and knocked on the door and had them write the focusing approach. Uh, and, and even online uh, through social media, like someone oh, was like, oh, good thing, Mr. Lee's not on this thread. He'd make us write the focusing approach. But when they wrote Mr. Lee, they wrote Steve Lee, and it tagged me. Oh. And so I saw it. And so I jumped, and I jumped in on the thread and said, you have five minutes to write the yes. focusing approach. Take a picture and upload it to this thread. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. <laughs> that is actually pretty funny. Well, yeah. I know um, so many alumni have talked about your class, even years and years afterwards, and just how impactful it was. Um so tell us, what are some things that you're reading right now? What are some things that you would, you know, share, that you would want alums to be reading now that they're 
older in their adulthood. Ooh, I like that um, question. Yeah. And yeah. to keep up their their you know apologetics faith and and whatnot. Yeah. Well, I'm what I'm personally reading. Not that I'd recommend these books, but I'm working on my doctoral dissertation. I'm on my second chapter and. Uh, I'm basically it's a biblical analysis on perfect being theology, which is a method of understanding the attributes of God. And then I'm going to be hopefully applying it to uh, different doctrines of providence, namely one called middle knowledge or Molinism. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, it's pretty esoteric and obscure and only people that write dissertations or care about these kind of things. So I read a lot of commentaries and a lot of systematic theologies and philosophical theology. Uh, one that I'm reading right now is called Analyzing Doctrine by Oliver Crisp. Uh, it's a great book, but it's, it's you know, it's for academic eggheads. But for keeping up with apologetics and especially students that probably graduated like 2015 and before, uh, I highly recommend one book. And everyone needs to read this book. It's called Seeking Allah, Finding Jesus by Nabil Qureshi. And Nabil Qureshi, the author of the book, he grew up a Muslim, and uh, and he tells a story. And that's one reason I like the book, because it's not just a a fact dump. It just gives you information after information. It gets sort of boring and dry. It's a story of someone's life. So it's got this narrative arc to it. And you learn about Islam along the way, which I think is going to be the bigger challenge in the future. Uh, When you're in college, it's naturalism or atheism, maybe some postmodern relativism that you have to face when when you go into college. But fast becoming the biggest challenge uh, for the Christian community will be the rise of Islam. It is the second largest religion on the planet. It is a very fast-growing religion. Christianity is also a very fast-growing religion. They say by 2050, a third of the planet will be Christian, a third of the planet will be Muslim, and a third will be all the other religions. So 66% of the planet will be either one of two religions, Christianity your Islam. So this is the challenge we face. So I highly recommend Seeking Allah, Finding Jesus. Great narrative story. You will learn about Islam as they tell a story. This gentleman named Nabil Qureshi, Nabil Qureshi, who did not want to convert. He loved Islam. He wasn't nominally Muslim. He was very devout and and, uh, and enjoyed it and went off to college, interacted with some people who challenged his faith, used a apologetics in an Islamic context uh, to to make him think about the truth of Christianity versus Islam, and he converted, almost kicking and screaming, you know, sort of like what C.S. Lewis said when, you know, when he converted, he was like the most reluctant convert. And the same with Nabil Qureshi, and he wrote about it in this book. So I highly recommend yeah. Seeking All of Finding Jesus. One of my favorite books, and actually one of my biggest regrets, right, because we tried to get Nabil in for BWI. He ended up getting sick. He had kind of a little phase where he got better again. We tried to get him again, and he ended up passing away from Mm -hmm. from cancer. Um, But, yeah, he was always one that I wanted to bring in for BWI because I wanted to expose our kids to who he was, his story, and his writing, and that is a great, great book that he has. So good good recommendation. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. What else for our alumni um, just in life? Um, what kind of things might you suggest? Um, Because we've got some alumni who are in their 30s now, having kids, (laughs) you know, going back to PCA. Um, You know, you're a little bit further down the path in life. Yeah. Uh, What what life advice might you give them? Well, life advice, when you're raising your kids, you want to, the first thing you want to do is you want to model Christianity. You don't think, the thing is about Christianity or beliefs, 
uh, is they're not really taught, they're caught. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like a cold, yeah. right? Yeah. You know when you got it, you got the sniffles, headache, and the sinus pressure, but you don't know where you got it from, you know, but, but you know you caught it, and you know you got it when you have it. And so you want to model the Christian worldview. In uh, the simplest thing, I mean, quite honestly, the simplest thing that I did as a parent, and I'm not saying I was a successful parent. I'm still, I got a 19 and a 20 year old and yeah. wonder if they're going to make it. They're doing great ones in college, ones, you know, gainfully employed. But one of the things that my wife and I decided to do is we will go to church consistently every Sunday uh, and, and just modeled it. They said, this is not optional. Mm -hmm. This is a non-negotiable. We will go to church. We value the church, the mission of the church, mm -hmm. not only, you know, to uh, be discipled, but to disciple and volunteered in the church, you know, volunteered with student ministry or Sunday school or life groups or small groups, whatever they call it, whatever the church, right. but just go to church consistently. Uh, and just doing that models something uh, quite dramatic. They won't like it all the time, you know, what? but yeah, I know it's sort of surprising. <laughs> but you know what? That, that is so important. I think right now they say a consistent member is a person who's there one out of the four weeks of the month. Yeah. One out of four. Wow. Right? That that's what we're looking at is a, Hey, that's a pretty that's consistent considered member. consistent, right. which is like, sort of an oxymoron. Exactly. But that's mm. right. That's, you know, that's kind of average, right? That's what people are expecting. So I think that's so important right, to remind young people, right? I mean, I like how you said that your kids aren't always going to like it. Maybe you're not going to like it every time, either, <laughs> mm -hmm. right? But just to be consistent in your faith, to actually live out what you say you believe, so important yeah. for young people. And we people. have so many alumni who are have young families. Yeah. I mean, they're little kids and just now getting into grade school, and it is that modeling every and it, day. And it, and it wasn't easy, right, packing up the kids when they were little and getting them dressed and getting yeah. up early on Sunday and you know, getting to church on time and everything. So I think that's such an important thing. I'm glad you guys did that. You and Angela just modeled it for the boys. And this is, this, if we say this is important, right, you're going to see it in the way that we live. Yeah. So great reminder for our alumni. Yeah. So, okay. I want to go back to apologetics class. Ooh. What is the one thing? Careful. <laughs> what is one thing that? How about the one, how about the one student? Oh, no, we're not going no. there. <laughs> okay. Not going no, there. Mine's okay. more general. Okay. What's the one thing that you love most about that class? Uh, the the thing that I love most about apologetics is what happened to me today. I mean, literally today, I got an email from a current student who said, and, and, and he's just, you know, he's not the most studious, you know, he's not, it's not that he's stupid or, you know, or, or incapable, but just, you know, an average student. Mm -hmm. And this, he emailed me, he says, Mr. Lee, I'm in a discussion with my friend. We've been talking it. for hours about the existence of God, and I've been using your class. I've yeah. been using the arguments and reasons why we know God exists, and thank you so much you know, for what you do. That is by far my favorite thing about That's apologetics. So cool. yeah. uh, I do not care about the students' grades. I won't remember their mm -hmm. grades. The alumni, you probably don't remember your grade in my apologetics class. It doesn't matter. I'd much rather someone utilize it, you know, and, and be able to be a witness and be able to defend the faith as Chris Scripture says to do, to be ready in season and out of season and to give a reason for the hope that we have within. So uh, that, that is by far the most, most satisfactory thing mm -hmm. that I do in apologetics. I love that. I love it. That and is, yeah. 
I know you're being humble because I know alumni who said, oh, I emailed Mr. Lee and said X, Y, and Z. And you get those emails often. Um, I know that because they, they say that and they share it. And um, if any alumni are coming back for homecoming um, or, you know. Bring a piece of paper and a Bring pen. a piece of paper <laughs> and a pen. The focusing approach. Just go ahead and pre-write it. Just, <laughs> just have it, it in done. your mirror, you know. In your dashboard. No, it, I mean, it is one of the great things. You still have, um, I know we made a, a few changes in our Bible department as far as switching a couple classes around, but you still have pretty much juniors, right? Yes. Um, is there anything else that, that you're teaching? Yeah, I do an elective class called World Religions and New Religious Movements. Okay. So the first semester we cover the world religions, which I have a little uh, a unit in apologetics, but I, be, I basically spend a day on every major religion. Okay. So one so day on Judaism, kind of it out one on Islam, one on Buddhism, one on Hinduism, and that's it. Yeah. Uh, well, one day, like four, 45, 50 minutes on a major world religion is not adequate. So this elective class, we can spend days on a particular religion and analyze them and compare and contrast them uh, to Christianity. Uh, interestingly enough, I just recorded some videos uh, that are available on a website called the Apologetics Quick Guide, okay. apologeticsquickguide.com, which it has some of my apologetics on for the, for the existence of God, reliability of the Bible, that are in a short format, like 15 minutes or less. And then I did them for different world religions, and they're like five to six minutes uh, and where we analyze them. And probably the best thing about those videos that I like, not that it's original to me, I actually borrowed it from a book called uh, uh, God Among Sages by Kenneth Samples, where we compare the founder of each religion with the founder of Christianity. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And what we do is we say, well, what does that religion say about its founder? Not what Christianity says about that right. founder, but right. what does that religion say about its founder compared to what Christianity says about Jesus, the founder of our religion. And Jesus is just superior in every way. To put it bluntly, mm -hmm. he is superior. None of the founders of the great religions like Islam or Hinduism or Buddhism, none of the founders claim to be divine. But Jesus claims to be divine. Wow. None of them claim to be sinless. Jesus is sinless. Yeah. None of them claim to be morally perfect. Jesus claimed to be morally perfect. None of them claimed, you know, to do miracles. Jesus performed miracles. And all of them died, uh, and, of them died <laughs> and are buried. Yeah. And Jesus died and rose from the dead and is alive today. So when you just look at the founder, what their own claims are, Jesus is superior in every way. So I would love our alumni to check those videos out. They're That's real so short. Say, say, yeah, say it Apologeticsquickguide.com. Awesome. Yeah, and there's a little cool. window or menu at the top. It says like world religions or world and you just click around and, and you can watch those videos. So I've just been very blessed to have some access to people who had some, you know, access to really high-end video so equipment. That's so, awesome. And, it, and it's, re it's really slick. I mean, it, and it makes me look really good. <laughs> yes. Editing is a beautiful thing. Yeah. Now, are you um, doing any kind of seminars or teachings um, elsewhere right now? Yeah, I do. Not consistently. It's sort of intermittent because I got a full-time job. Right. It keeps me pretty busy, but I will do presentations or lectures or debates at different places like at University of Texas at Dallas or Collin College. And most of it's very local. I'm not big into traveling really far because I know to be away from my family or my wife. I've tried that before. It's not fun. <laughs> it's not fun at all. On the road. So, yeah, I mean, that's a calling for other people not myself. So, 
Yeah. Uh, but I do that at different churches. They'll have me come preach or teach on a Wednesday night. So I do that. I do that quite consistently. That's awesome. I know a couple years ago we did a lunch and learn with mm-hmm. you and some of our alumni. And we met at, you know, a breakfast place and coffee and juice or whatever. And it was a really great event. So we'll have to get some more of those on the calendar for yeah. our alumni. Yeah. I, I love that you're a consistent resource for our alumni, right? That they, I mean, anytime, anyplace, anywhere, they can reach out to you, shoot you an email, and just say, hey, got a question, yeah. right? And and it's, I mean, it's just such, right, that you have the humility to stay connected, right? That these are, you know, young people that you've invested in, right? And that investment has just grown. So thank you for doing that, you know, for my kids, right? Because you've got one last Panetti coming That's out there right. in a couple yeah. years, so I appreciate that. Um, but just, you know, you're, you're there as a, as a consistent resource and, and somebody who constantly points them right, to the Bible and to their relationship with Christ. So thank you for doing that. Oh, it's a lot of fun. Yes. And seriously, I, I want to be that resource. Yeah. I mean, that I am blessed that PCA has hired me. I get to teach apologetics every day, all day long. I mean, that's like a dream come true. Yeah. Uh, I know it's school, but at least I get paid, you know? So yeah, I, mean, I, yeah. I understand students might not like it as much, but I enjoy it. That's right. And I want to be a resource yeah. to the alumni. I mean, uh, even though they've graduated, uh, we want to be available to our students. Uh, being a PCA student or a lion is, doesn't stop after you graduate. So feel free to email me. It's SLEE, very unfortunate abbreviation. So S-L-E-E at PressawoodChristian.org. If you got any questions. Now, if you're in college, I will not pre-check your papers or turning in. I'm not going to edit them. That's not what I'm asking for. I will not write them for you. I will not pre-check them for you. Oh, I bet you get a lot of those. (laughs) No. I turn them down very quickly. No, I'm not doing that. You can ask questions, but I'm not doing your work for you. I love it. Oh, well, thank you so much, Steve, for coming in and being here and on our alumni podcast. I love it. Um, We are so grateful in the work that you were doing and um, the time that you've spent here has been absolutely amazing. And your wife, too. Um, We're so grateful for you guys. I appreciate it. Well, anything that I did good at teaching, it came from my wife. (laughs) <laughs> she's she's the master teacher so. and and tell us again where, what is she she's teaching history yeah she teaches seventh grade so a lot of our alumni probably have her because mm-hmm. she's been here 20 well like 18 years because she came the year after me and then took like three or four years off when our boys were, were came were born and uh, so she's been here quite a long time so a lot of our alumni probably have her but she teaches seventh grade American history and geography yep awesome yeah. and right. a lot of them had her in chapel too with yes her. she has a great voice she does so she'd lead a lot of middle school chapels and so on so so basically our alumni they need to come back on campus yes. they need to come by and say hi say to hi the to Louise yeah. and um, we appreciate both of them we, we love them both thank you thank you Thank you for joining us today on Life Talk, where we talk about life while encouraging and equipping you to live out the truth of God's word. Until next time, let your life talk.